Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we're talking about season three, episode 19, Poker. I don't even like her. Um, it's a joke, get it? It's a joke, because they they play poker this episode. But it's a joke because Will's like, poke Grace, but I don't even like Grace. I'm a homosexual. Did you guys know Will's gay? <laughs> Plot twist, if you've been listening to this podcast, comes out this episode. Oh, wow. Will is gay. Believe me, I did not see that coming. I know, I was so surprised. Okay, let's discuss the episode description. Great. Are we ready? All right. Poker playing Grace gains the upper hand on Will and Pals. Karen and Jack convince her snippy socialite rival to be her guinea pig and submit to an experimental plastic surgery. Well, that was written poorly, but nonetheless, (laughs) that is what happens. It was written like that just to torture your poor tongue. Yeah, that was just like, I feel like I could have read that 50 times and it still would have sounded clunky, (laughs) so we're just going to go with it. This episode, for me at least, and I think for you as well, was kind of a weird one because there were a lot of elements of it that we really loved, and yeah. there were a lot of elements that we really didn't love at all. Yeah, so it kind of did that classic Will and Grace thing where everything's going fine until we get transphobic. And <laughs> as, right, you know, you know. going along, like, I'm on my motorcycle of a well-crafted plot. But oh no, a plot hole's coming up. Should I steer around it or drive straight into it? Yeah, so... So basically, there's this plastic surgery plotline where Karen has decided that she wants to get some work done, mm-hmm. and she wants to enhance her shoulders. And immediately upon hearing this, Jack is like, "Oh, you should, you know, try it before you like it." La la la. Right. But then he makes some comments about how you have to be so careful with plastic surgery because he knew a guy who got a nose job and then he got addicted and now he's a woman. And that that was the joke. So like, it. We didn't laugh. Yeah. It was not... Well, I didn't even hear it, if I remember right. I think I had to rewind and be like, oh, what was that line that Jack said? Oh. It was transphobia. Yeah. So, first of all, just as like a blanket reminder to anyone out there listening who doesn't know anything about trans folks, surgery is not actually a requirement to be a transgender human being. What? Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. Um, the implication that Jack is giving is that all trans women, like his friend that he references have many surgeries. And while that is definitely true of a lot of trans women, it's also not true of a lot of trans women. Some of them don't do any medical or surgical interventions. Some of them do. It just depends on the individual person and their preferences. And I think I'm getting really tired of Will and Grace's age showing in this particular way because this is about the 10,000th time in three seasons that they've made a joke about trans women. Well, and... And much like almost every time we talk about this, and we've had to talk about this a fair amount on the podcast, so now I feel like really educated. But like <laughs> almost every time from a script writing structural approach, it's not necessary. No, it would have just been fine to not have the joke. But the only time that it would have been a little more difficult to get around was the episode involving the stripper who was trans. Right. And that And that episode was actually pretty close. To not being to transphobic. Not being transphobic. It was so yeah. close, you guys. It was really, really close. But it didn't quite make it. So yeah, again. It just, it could have been so good. They could have just not included the joke and it would have been fine. Like, I mean, it just seemed like all the opportunities were there to just make a Michael Jackson joke. Like, I don't understand why they didn't take that opportunity. Michael Jackson is a I feel like based on Will and Grace's track record, if they pulled that off, we'd be calling the show racist this week. I mean, fair, but at least Michael Jackson is a well-known celebrity who was known for his plastic surgery faux pas. (laughs) I just mean, like, that might have been racist, but it would have been, like... 
better, I guess. Are you justifying Will and Grace being racist right now? Is that the depths that you've been driven to? This is where this show has left me. (laughs) I have nowhere else to turn. Racism would be better than transphobia at this point, because at least that'd be new. That's not true, listeners. (laughs) That's not true. It's not new. It's definitely happened several times in this show. It's not new. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it to come across that way. I just mean, like, at least that joke would have maybe made slightly more sense due to, like, pop cultural references. Still would have been tasteless, still would have been bad, but I feel like they could have made a joke at the expense of people who do a lot of plastic surgery without dragging any sort of marginalized community under the bus, <laughs> is what I'm getting at. I'm just, I'm sorry, can you just hear how exhausted I am without having to discuss this? Tessa's actually falling asleep. She's pulled a pillow out of her pocket. Yeah, I have a pocket-sized pillow. Mm-hmm. Like, some people have Pokemon pocket monsters, I have pocket pillows. It's hard for her to drool on. Yeah. Because it's so small. Mm-hmm. It's actually just like a sanitary napkin. It's a menstrual pad. <laughs> My pocket pillow is a menstrual pad. Wow. <laughs> so anyways. Let's talk about the actual plot because I think I don't want to separate the plot from that really bad cornerstone, which comes up more than once throughout the plot. But the plot itself is not bad. No, the plot itself is actually kind of funny in a very like Karen and Jack are terrible people sort of way. Like blanket statement. Everyone should feel comfortable doing whatever they want with their own body. And if you want to get plastic surgery, we respect that. But also, like, people who get plastic surgery a lot are mm. really easy to make fun of. Yes, because especially if they get, like, botched procedures. Like, they've yes. made entire reality television shows out of making jokes about that. So that yeah. wouldn't, I guess, objectively... Obviously a tragedy. But Obviously like, something very serious in real life. But, but like, like, understandable, like, joke fodder, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, like we mentioned earlier, Karen has decided she wants to try out these shoulder implants that, like, make it look like you're always wearing shoulder pads. Yeah. That's a, it's because, a really weird choice, but it, it's cartoonish in a way that works for Karen. Yes. And so, and for her new friend. So from my recollection, 2001 was not actually the year of the shoulder, but nonetheless... Yeah, I don't really remember that. Yeah, but I don't... I feel like the year I of the was shoulder was whatever year Angelina Jolie, like, wore that one dress where she also pops her leg out. Because I feel like I that was that the year was of the shoulder. Later. I mean, much later. I mean, that was in, like, the last five years. Yeah. So, we'll have to find a reference of that. You go, for Angie. The, for the show notes for you guys. Yeah. I don't I mean, know what it, dress Matthew's talking about. It's You wouldn't know it from the shoulders. You'd know it from the legs. But gay men would also know it from the shoulders, I, I see, recall. I see, I see. Uh, but, so, It's just, it's such a weird plot line, but we can roll with it because it's Karen. Right. So, essentially, it's kind of a, Karen wants to see how it looks on someone else before she gets it done herself. Try before you buy. Yeah, try before you buy. This is, like, the basis of, like, most online shopping today. Right. And since you can't really get temporary shoulder implants, she decides to trick this other socialite that she goes to the spa with into getting (laughs) the procedure done so that she can see what it looks like. And... She does this by having, by like basically crashing her massage room, mm-hmm. having Jack pretend to be a, ma- a, a ma- shoulder masseuse, a shoulder masseuse, but like also a doctor, like he's wearing a lab coat <laughs> and like she calls him doctor. So it's very strange. But so he makes a big deal out of rubbing Karen's shoulders and talking about how broad and wonderful mm-hmm. they are in the year of the shoulder. Right. And then he goes over to, I don't even, what was it's her candy. name? Candy. Candy. Goes over to Candy, and then it's so cartoonish and clownish. He, like, goes to, like, rub her shoulders, but acts like he doesn't have anything to grab onto. <laughs> and keeps just, like, running his hands down her arms. Like, he just keeps slipping. And he's like, it just goes from neck to, neck to arm. There's no shoulder. <laughs> like, this episode, like, already had, like, a very, like, cartoonish plot line. But, like, the execution was really, like... This could have been, like, a cartoon with, like, the amount of, like, flipping and flopping that Jack is doing. And the fact that her cucumbers that were on her eyes were now on her tits. And so now she had cucumber nipples and 
Oh my god. It, it kind of felt almost like, the feeling was almost like Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yes, it definitely, it felt like that kind of classic level of cartoonishness. Right, like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck decided to team up and get Elmer Fudd. Yeah, it was know. basically rabbit season, duck season, but it was shoulder season. Right. Like <laughs> Shoulder season, fire! The <laughs> <But>, Novocaine! <laughs> but so then, so Jack and Karen basically get her to be so insecure about her shoulders in the year of the shoulder that she goes to get an experimental shoulder <laughs> procedure done where they use like bunny cartilage or th- I don't know if that was actually real. <laughs> I don't uh, know if that was real, but no, they used something. Seemed real to me. So then Jack and Karen are like waiting around the waiting room with balloons for her because they want to see what it looks like. And there's also this very funny moment where Jack sucks on the helium balloon and then his voice is very high. Yeah, again, like a cartoon character. Yeah, and then Karen sucks on the helium balloon and her voice doesn't change at all. Yes. And it's hilarious. Good sound gag. Yeah, and so there's this beautiful moment where she's like, I sound ridiculous, but it's her normal voice. It's her normal voice, voice yeah. So it's, it's very funny. It has all this potential <laughs> to be super funny. And um, so then they find out that the woman is out of surgery Candy Candy is her name <laughs> yes I keep forgetting and so they go to visit her room and it's empty <gasps> she's gone she's, she's gone. gone to a better place yeah so they ask like the nurse the like attendant or whatever like where is she and they're like she's gone to a better place and they're like oh my god Jack we killed her we're murderers <laughs> and so they become like totally overly dramatically invested in the fact that they think they've killed this woman right which they didn't. It just turns out that she had to be moved because <laughs> her new shoulders were too broad for the bed in that room. She comes out and it looks like she's got like a... She looks like a linebacker. She looks like a linebacker. She looks like she's wearing football pads. Like Yeah, it looks like she's wearing a triangle. Yes, like her shoulders are now a perfect triangle from her shoulders to her And they pelvis. have a point. It looks fantastic. She does kind look of like great. fantastic in that like maybe she's an extra in a space opera fantastic. Yeah. It definitely had, like, a very, like, sci-fi feeling to it. Like, it gave me the thought of, like, and I'm not sure if Barbarella had shoulder pads like this, but <laughs> I'm imagining Barbarella. Yeah, so... And then she's like, honey, these are the last shoulders. Then she kind of, like, wiggles them a little yes. bit and leaves. So the the plot twist is, despite Karen's try before you buy, very sound reasoning, mm-hmm. she has now, in fact, given Candy the last of these special super-duper shoulder implants. <laughs> and if she were to get the surgery, she'd have to get... Last, Last year's, year's shoulders. shoulders. Oh no, she couldn't possibly. Not in the ear of the shoulder. <laughs> so it's it's a really silly cartoonish plot, and it was pretty funny. But also, why? Why did you? Why have- must you put us through this gauntlet? Yes, that just, ruins everything we love. It, yes, it just sort of feels like it's like for everything that we really love that's super silly on this show, there must be something that we find problematic and offensive, mm-hmm. and must like debrief about before we can discuss it Mm -hmm. so yeah that happened i don't even know what else to say about it let's talk about the other kind of cartoony plot this week okay so like there really isn't a tonal shift between the two halves no they're both very silly and cartoony so as we alluded to earlier in talking about this episode uh the first half is like the a plot surrounding um a poker game which will is in with grace um their friend Rob of Rob and Ellen fame. Yes. And then um, their gay couple friends. Yes, Larry and the other one. Larry and the other one, yep. We forget the other one's name. Sorry. Tom. Tom? 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 Sorry, Tom, if that's your name. Um, this is also a nice callback to the pilot, because if you remember, there was a poker game in the pilot, mm-hmm. although Jack was playing. Yes. Not Grace. Yep. So it seems like perhaps the shifting roommate situation has shifted the attendance of the poker game. I think poker is kind of a clever... Uh, conceit for the show in general just it's 
It's a good way of getting Will and Grace surrounded by other people who are tangentially involved. Yeah. And it's, it's been better now that we do actually have kind of, like, a supporting cast on mm-hmm. this show that come by only semi-regularly, but, like, we should have recognized everyone at that table. Yes, and I mean, we we knew that the married couple was the married couple. We just couldn't remember both their names. Right. Sorry, Tom. Tom? Maybe Tom. Maybe Tom? Sorry, maybe Tom. Um, but, so, essentially... We find out that Grace is super bad at poker. Yeah. And we find out, like, really quickly. Like, we find out before anyone says anything because, like, the episode, like, opens on a scene of her trying to... Bluff? Bluff? Or, like, but, trying like, not to bluff? Well, she's... She's... Bl- it's sort of like... The way Will explains it is that she has a towel when she's bluffing, which is that she tells everyone she's not bluffing. Right. She's like, I have an amazing hand. You should all fold. And they're like, yeah, I'm... I'm, gonna- I'm not gonna fold. I'm gonna raise, actually. Yeah. So... She is not good at poker, and there's even a couple of moments where she's like, I have to go back to the ATM because she needs more money because she's so bad at poker. And I'm like, I don't really understand poker. Like, That's because you don't like gambling. I don't like gambling. I want to keep my money where I can see it, in my bank account, paying my student loans. <laughs> um, but, but see, if you would bet money gambling, you could win more money to pay your student loans off. Or I could lose lots of money. That's true. You could lose lots of money. That's the nature of gambling. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> uh, so basically, Grace is terrible. And the moment she leaves the room to go get more money from the ATM, the others tell Will that he has to kick her out of the game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why is that my job? And it's because Grace is his wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the reasoning he gets from Rob. And you know what? Fair. It's a fair point. I mean, you know, if the gay husbands, you know, if one of them had to get thrown out of the game, they would probably say the same thing. Yeah. So... Then it cuts to, like, a week later when they're resuming the poker game, and mm-hmm. Grace is all hyped, and she's wearing her lucky hat, which is this, like... It's like a beanie or something? It's like a knit beanie, and did it have ears? Might have had ears. I think it had ears. So, she's wearing that, and then she said that she has on her lucky poker bra, which is beautiful. <laughs> and Will is like, Grace, you can't sit with us. Right. You know, there was really no resolution to that at the beginning because like he's no. just kind of like you can't sit with us and Grace is like well I'm playing anyways right She's and, li- she literally is just like I feel really good about tonight and he's like okay yeah he just like gives in he for no reason it. um there is the implication that it's because Grace is feisty and would hit him he like mm. mentioned something about how he used to be able to raise his arm higher before they met you know I really sympathize with Will on that because you also seem like you would enact physical violence no, for no reason a poker game. Well, that's because you don't want to gamble. I don't want to gamble. I think gambling is dumb. I think you just underestimate how scary you are. I am scary. I mean, Will does say Grace is scary, and I have related to that. <laughs> I've been told I am scary, despite the fact that I am a small person. Mm-hmm. So, Grace is scary, so she intimidates her way back into the game. And, and then it turns out she's cheating. Yes. So That's she, why she feels lucky. Right. So she's doing very well this game and everyone's kind of pissed off about it. And then we discover it's because she's cheating. Like she goes and has like a, a conversation in the hallway with Will. A tete-tete. Yes. And, Will, and Will's like, yeah, you're doing really well tonight. She's like, yeah, because I'm cheating. And like, first of all, how does one cheat at poker? I just genuinely don't know. I, she must somehow be seeing the cards the other people have in their hands. Just how, though? Why? I shouldn't say that. When at first I thought she was hiding or she was pulling like better cards out of her pocket, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that can be the case. Wait, Somehow she, she has to be seeing smart bets as well. Mm-hmm. So she's got to somehow. She must be aware that 
of what the other people had in their hands. Right. And, like, that's just the thing is, I don't really know how you would cheat at poker. The only card game I know how you could cheat at would be, like, blackjack, because then you could count cards or whatever because of statistics and math and yeah. other nerdy things that I don't really it understand. Is, in a more casual poker game, it is easier to cheat because you're not counting cards. You have to use some other method where you actually see the physical cards. Right. Technically, from a legal standpoint, counting cards is not actually cheating. Technically. But it is not allowed. It is frowned upon. Well, but it's it's a rule of the casino that you're not kind of allowed to do it. And they have enough mechanisms now that they can catch you doing it mm-hmm. and politely ask you to leave. And it's a private establishment, so they can throw anyone out for any reason. Excuse me, sir. I noticed that you have been counting the cards. Yeah. Please leave. <laughs> but yeah, so Grace owns up to Will that she's cheating. And Will's like, you have to stop. And you, I'm going to tell everyone. And then she threatens Will. Yeah, she's like, if... This is why people are scared of you, because you, you would do something like that. I definitely would do something like that. So she's like, if you tell them I'm cheating, I will tell them you weren't on it. Yeah. Which is legit. I would do that. Fair that is... For a TV show, an especially smart gambit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the normal like TV show gambit where, like, it's not well thought out. It clearly no, has a plot. It, like, that would work. That's good. And, like, Will only has one play, which is to tell everyone first. Yes. Which is apparently what he does. Yes. So, they play a couple more hands, and mm-hmm. Grace is still cheating and winning. And it's really awkward because she, like, convinces Will and wins his sympathies as to why she should be allowed to cheat. And it's to get her turquoise earrings back that she... Had gambled mm. away the low week before. That's right. And she gives this sob story about her grandmother and her grandmother's best friend and how they came over on the boat from Russia together. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Really good story. It's a great story. And it's all about how when one of them would get up, the other one would save their seat. And mm-hmm. then the one was dying in the hospital. And it was the last thing that she gave to them was these turquoise earrings. And then it's like. Yeah, she bought them at a flea market. No, worse. She bought them off of a. Trans oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that was our other inappropriate trans joke. That was did not need to be there. Didn't need to be there. Could have could have totally just been you know just like, like a drag we are, queen. We or are something. aware that in the early two thousands, like technically, it wasn't sort of not okay to say transvestite. And I mean, but like, like it, that's mm. and there are still people who identify as transvestites versus transgender because it it does have to do the words with have different meanings. Cross dressing, right? But at the time, transvestite was sort of seen more as like a catch-all term for all trans people. Right. Please see like Rocky Horror for further examples of this. So that's not great either. So yeah, just getting in like extra transphobia this episode. And so then Grace tries to cover it by saying, I'm sorry, Will, I should have told you my grandmother was a transvestite. <laughs> and at that point, I'm just like... Which is sort of a funny moment, <laughs> but, but again... And I love how, like, when Will confronts her about it, she's like, oh, I told you I'm cheating and you didn't expect me to be lying, too? Like, literally, she just rationalized this away. Like, once you do one <laughs> bad thing, you're just free and clear to do whatever the fuck you feel like for the rest of your, like, life. I thought that was the peak of what I thought was a really great tendency this episode to make to make smart bets and yes. to move the plot in ways you didn't expect. Yes. Like, to have Grace be cheating in the first place. Yes. To have Grace tell Will and then Will seem to be in on it. Right. So then they make an agreement, essentially, that Grace is going to throw Will a bone so that he can win the next hand so that it doesn't look like she's cheating and winning all the time. Right. And unbeknownst to Grace, he has apparently revealed this plan to everyone else. And so he is winning and Rob makes some comment being like, huh, that's interesting. 
you went on the biggest hand of the night and you never bluff. Let me see your cards. And right. won't let them see the cards. And it's like a whole thing. And they like, they go at it. They're like screaming. Like, Will flips the table? Will literally flips the table. Like the table is flipped and it breaks. I screamed. Yeah, you did. I don't think some of the actors in that scene knew that Will was going to flip that oh table. Oh my God. And then him and Rob like look like they were about to fist fight. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, it's just, it's so great. It's so, 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 so great. Like they look like they're going to fist fight and Grace is trying to break it up. Yep. And then we have Will's amazing reveal is that he hugs all of them. Yep. <laughs> because they were all in on it. And then the guys are like, well, have a good night. And yep. they leave. That was fun. Like, we won't have to clean up or anything. They're but... like, well, you know, we just, we miss doing community theater. So yeah. this is, this is where we're at. Now. I like so, the idea that Grace was expected to clean up the consequences of this mistake. Yes. The implication was that Will was going to bed mm-hmm. and Grace was going to have to put the table back together now. Yeah. I, we have no resolution on how the table gets fixed, but you know what? That's Okay. But, so essentially then, Will has the greatest line that this show has given us in a long time. Maybe ever. Possibly ever. This this entire episode could have conceivably been written around this beautiful kiss-off. Yes. So, Matthew, why don't you tell them what the beautiful kiss-off was? Because Grace is just, like, stammering in the living room at this point. And, like, just barely understands what's going on. And Will is going to his room, and he turns and looks at her. Very dramatically. Very dramatic. He says, Grace, you know, in this house... A queen always beats us straight. Oh my god. I, I like, scream clapped. I was just like, ah! But like more enthusiastic because, you know, now it's the daytime. Right. But at the time I was like, fuck yeah, what the hell? It was <laughs> because amazing. now it's the daytime. Well, it, there's, there's light out. There's lights outside. It's the sun. <laughs> oh my god. Like if Will Truman was like a secret agent... Like, that would be, like, the line that you say before, like, the smash cut to the title sequence. Yeah. Basically, Will Truman is James Bond in this scenario. Yeah, so that was fucking... Queer finger. <laughs> I don't think... That's maybe a little more specific than we needed to get there. <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't like Queer Finger, the seminal gay Bond classic? I think I've seen that porn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Now I'm just, like, imagining, like, a Chuck Tingle. You've got to watch like... out for his 11th finger. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Shirley Basie actually did the theme song for that as well. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, that was very Good. sweet of her. That was very sweet of her. I'm glad that she's very using, pro-gay. using her talents yeah. for, to um, further the gay agenda. Yeah. But yeah, so it's really great, and Grace apparently learns her lesson about cheating because she gets terrified, (laughs) (laughs) which I guess is one way to teach someone a lesson, is to scare them shitless and break a table. Mm -hmm. Also, we have to just, like, applaud Will's disposable income levels that he was just totally on board to commit to breaking that table. Yeah, I guess so. And I mean, like, I feel like there's, because the show and continuity is like, what? They're just gonna fix that table, yeah. They're just gonna fix that table. Or, or... In a hilarious case of, like, real life interacting with the show, like, maybe they didn't mean to break that table, <laughs> and all of a sudden, the next episode, they have a brand new, new table. table. They just never address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, speaking of continuity, before we go this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about the revival. Is okay. that cool with you? Oh, my God, no. No? You don't want to talk about it? Okay, never Okay, mind. we can talk about it. Okay, so just uh, in case anyone hasn't been keeping up on their Will and Grace news, it sounds as if the series finale is not considered canon anymore. As of the revival. Yeah, that made my eyes go all dinner platey. Yeah, mine too. So, um, basically we're getting, from what we know from like early mm-hmm. reports, is that Will and Grace are both going to be single in the revival, and their marriages and children are just poof gone. I mean, as someone who hasn't gotten to their marriages and their children, I'm very sad that they're gone. 
sad for Will than for Grace. Okay. Is what I will say. Okay. Grace's marriage is interesting. Okay. And not great, in my opinion. I just... My concern is going to be... I'm happy to have them be single in the apartment again. Right. But I don't want them just to pretend like those plot lines didn't happen. Like, I feel like... Kind right. of like with, uh, like in season one, when we have this character of Michael, yes. who we never see, but like gets alluded to. Like, I would love a situation like that where like, these characters exist, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna move on from that relationship. That being said, though, it sounds like the children are entirely being like, just done away with, because there were some very clear comments from the creators about how they didn't want the show to be about being good parents or mm. bad parents, or like... So that kind of makes me think of that whole thing as getting swept under the rug. Like, we're just going to pretend like that didn't happen. I mean, Which the show I, has never cared about continuity. Right. It really could be that they are right. just setting up a premise of here are four friends who live in an apartment together and they have no past except that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. And I mean, that could that could totally be. And to be totally fair to the show, um, the the events of the series finale all happen within the last two episodes. Mm. The like life changing stuff. It, it all does kind of come to a head in the last two episodes. So you could basically say that everything counts except the finale episodes. Totally could be the case. I yeah. mean, I'm not 100 percent. They may be erasing back further. Because I know that the thing that we had talked about that we'd see on the Internet is that um Max Muchnick and David Cohen were not involved directly with the plot lines yes. after season four. Right. So and we, so the rumor was that they were just going to totally reset and nothing up to season four was real. Right. So that could still be the case. We just don't know. The only thing we know for sure is that this events of the series finale aren't real. Mm-hmm. That's, it's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they, they did make some comments about like pretending like it was all a dream or something. So maybe we'll get yeah. some Roseanne type of... Magical realness, realism, magical realness, <laughs> magical <laughs> realism level stuff. Uh, you know, it would actually be kind of hilarious if they just straight up pulled a Dallas, but it was like Will and Grace in the bed, I don't and then know. like Jack pops out. Oh, is that how Dallas ends? No, but there's um, I don't remember how it's how it ends or if it's how season ends. Um, they didn't like where the direction of where it was going, so they just rebooted the entire show from the previous season. Oh shit! Like basically, like restart from prior save. Oh, but like man. it starts with like someone. I think it's Dallas. Like waking up in bed and being like, "Oh, that was a terrible dream." And then like someone who is dead just shows up again. Ah, I think it's Dallas. It might also be um, might also be a sitcom. But anyways, it's like a tried and true like. It was all a dream. Like, that's where the original trope comes from. All right. Well, that works for me, then. So maybe we'll see that happen. We just don't know. Yeah. Who knows? The first episode could, in fact, be all of them waking up being like, wow, I had the weirdest dream. <laughs> and then being like, where did that 20 years go? Right. Poof. <laughs> Poof gone. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Let us know your thoughts and feelings about the finale reset yeah. and how you feel about the upcoming. I mean, we have plenty more we could say about it. Uh we might even say some of it shortly before the season premieres. Yes. So not to be all teasy, 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 but because we all know that Will and Grace is coming back in September, we, we may be talking a little bit more about the revival yeah. as we get closer. So stay tuned for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we all have kind of our, we all, the two of us, <laughs> have our, well, and Eliza. Yes. Eliza. Eliza's got some great thoughts about the new Eliza season. Eliza had a lot of opinions. Yeah. She's very opinionated. <laughs> um, but there's lots of stuff we can talk about before it comes out to speculate on. Yeah. So and, uh, you know, as the weeks go on, maybe we'll see a little bit more of that in this podcast. Yeah. And uh, definitely stay tuned to our social media because we've mm-hmm. been talking about it a lot there. Yep. Speaking of, Matthew, do you want to tell people where they can find us? Absolutely. Uh, the best place to look for all the best Not A Couple news is on our Twitter page. Mm-hmm. That's at Not A Couple Show. Yep. You can also send us an email if you want to ask us a question 
at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Tumblr, on Facebook, and on Medium, where we post our show notes. Yeah, and you can always check out this podcast on iTunes and Podbean, because right. that's where we're at. Yeah. All right, awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening, you guys. We'll look forward to hearing your thoughts and feelings and reactions to this episode and any news about the revival that comes out. Yeah. And, yeah. Until then. Uh, yeah, until then. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hi, Eliza. Nice shoulders. This week's episode of Not A Couple was brought to you by Dr. Jack's Plastic Surgery Services. Shoulders are out. The year of the shoulder is over and now queer fingers are in. So get on down for your queer finger augmentation today.